two, hey, yo, it is Breath of Fresh Air Podcast, and it is your hostly, hostly host, mm-hmm. yo, I am, oh, I know where it's coming to, the legendary, <laughs> come on, often, Major League <laughs> Praise God <laughs> To the demon chaser <laughs> Light skin demon You can't hide from me <laughs> J-Dine, you know what I'm talking about? Demon chaser Alright, boy, need a sword Oh man, that's funny This is his name Oh Hey, yeah. mm-hmm. This is Faith. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. This is Faith. <laughs> I'm just trying to get myself together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we back, y'all. We back. <clears throat> and this is the Breath of Fresh Air podcast. You know a little bit about us, but if you don't, you need to know that we're a podcast we discuss issues concerning the body of Christ, mm. community, society, entertainment, and more importantly, we want to be examining ourselves while displaying the true identity of Jesus to bring in souls and to build up souls. And yes. I like this podcast today. I like mm. it a lot. Mm. 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 Yes, man. Come on now. Now, this podcast today, we're talking about Character versus anointing mm. versus talent. Okay. Oh, yeah, I've been waiting on this. And we uh, preface that by saying we got that uh, premise from uh, one of our sisters in Christ, Leandra Johnson. Mm-hmm. She was on the infamous Eyala, aha, aha, fix your life. Um, show on Oprah's uh, network. I believe that's, on. <laughs> that's how you say it. In the word, it's called Iana Francis. So she was on Fix My Life, mm-hmm. and while she was on there, she uh, displayed that she had. An addiction to alcohol, but more importantly, she also was saying that she's tired of doing gospel. She didn't want to do it anymore. And of course, we know that she had a lot of uh, YouTube videos mm-hmm. um, where she was basically drunk, liberated on the videos, and basically saying "up the church, up the people from the church." Mm-hmm. So we started. I started to pull up um, questions and ask questions. Okay. When do we um, decipher character versus anointing versus talent? And do we start to put people in position who may not be equipped or prepared quite as yet to be in those positions simply based on their talent? We know that we have a talent, there's anointing on their life, there's a calling on their life, but they're not a yet for the fame that may come with it the money that may come with it the attention that may come with it and because of that we end up damaging them more than we hurt them right and that doesn't just stand to Leandria we have seen that case multiple times we see a lot of pastors quitting killing themselves we see a lot of uh, women and men of God whether they be singers whether they be uh, uh, church members we put them in these positions that they're not right, really equipped for, so they end up damaging themselves and hurting other people in the process. Mm. Hurting other people in the process. So, I want to start off with this question, and we can we can piggyback off each other after that. Iyala said this to Leandra. She said, "Trying to use God." The concept of God, the belief of God to heal, but at the same time rebelling on what you believe. Is mm-hmm. there a truth in that statement? Hmm. Rebellion. Like you're using God, you're trying to use the concept of God to heal and mm-hmm. help people, but at the same time, you're rebelling against what you're promoting. Right. Mm. Is there a truth in what? She stated there. 
And do we see that in church? Do we see people saying, I love God, but at the same time rebelling against what you're promoting? Oh, yeah. Definitely. 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 Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. It's, just, it's like so much stuff is coming to my mind as you say that. Because I know just like even with us personally, sometimes we do. And this may be kind of going off a little bit, but to come back, we use God as like a Band-Aid fix sometimes mm. with things. Um or we try to fix things with the spiritual stuff and not dealing with the natural issue that's there. So a lot of times when you have people that get um, in certain positions spiritually, they will push that on you. Like that's like telling people go pray about it. Right. But we're not. But we're not willing to go through the natural things we need to go through personally to um, be a good, ref be a mirror of what God truly is about. To be a good reflection of that. And it's easier sometimes to tell other people what they need to be doing. And we're not willing to take those steps ourselves. You Have know? we started making go pray, go pray about it really the, the code word for um, I ain't got time to help you or I don't know how to help you? I don't you. know how to help you sometimes. Mm. I, mm. I do think that. That's the code word for that now? Mm. Would you rather somebody tell you I don't know how to help you or tell you to pray about it? Because if you don't know how to help me, I would rather you tell me, send me to the source. Right. Than to tell me. Go pray about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I don't know how to help you. I then really, it may make me look at you some type of way, especially if I hold you in high regard. I, w I would rather someone be honest with me because I realize that everybody don't have it. And right. you may not be equipped to help you in the position that you want to be helped in. Like, I may be a pastor, but I might not be a psychologist. I may True. not be able to go in depth in what's going on with you. So I may, so I may can pray for I may be able to help you in my strength or what I'm good at in my role, but I will also direct you to the person that will get you helped um, in the way that you need to be helped as opposed to saying, I'm going to pray for you and that's it, you're good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And what if you help them on how to pray? Because I've yeah, had situations absolutely. where I'm like, you know, I've never had that situation happen. Mm -hmm. But in this season, I would pray for, you know, for God to give you direction. Ask for God to bring people in your path that can give you more insight on how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Give them a little bit more than just saying to go pray about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if they came to you, they're already probably a little confused and lost right. as to what to do. And you send them off like pray. Well, if I knew to do that, I probably right. did that, and I even came and talked to you. I've been right. getting that question lately. I've been like, brother, you, you need to pray. I don't know what to pray about. Yeah, that's the responses I've been getting. I always tell people to pray about that. What you don't know how to pray about? Yeah, if you don't know how to pray, and you don't know what to pray for, then pray about your lack for prayer. Mm. Is that fixing the situation? Though? I didn't say that it fixes the situation. Okay. You say you telling me okay. For instance. You go to a doctor, mm -hmm. and you say, Doc, something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Doc says, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he says, I don't know. You a doctor? You supposed to tell me. Well, I got an x-ray machine over here. Let me put you on the x-ray. And I can uh, you know, put you on this thing here and check these little places. But if it's not something physical, you got to tell me what's wrong. So if you don't know what's wrong with you, the only thing I can tell you is, is to really self-examine yourself. And so when you talk to God, I'm like, I've been in places where I didn't know how to pray or what to pray for. So I'm like, God, you know what's wrong with me. I don't know how to explain it or put it into words. I'm a, I'm sad, but I don't know why I'm sad. I'm depressed, but I don't know why I'm depressed. I got I'm down. I don't know why I'm down. But I know that you and all of those things can help me figure it out mm -hmm. and find the source. So give me the power to find that source. That's the prayer, you know. Now, I would never tell somebody, oh, yeah, just, just go pray. Mm -hmm. I, normally, when someone says they want prayer, I just immediately pray for them right then, even if I don't know yeah. what to pray for. Right. Because I, I don't, I hate that whole thing of, I think Orlando posted on, um, he's like, man, I'm about to do something really big, um, and I need prayer. A lot of people just going to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, all right, bro. Yeah, like your post. Mm -hmm. Never going to pray for you. I typed my prayer. I was like, no, let me pray for you right now because I don't want to have that on my plate later. Right. That I didn't pray for you. You really might have right. it. Mm -hmm. You know. But I want to go back to your original thing. You were talking about the rebellion. Okay. And, you know, um, being in love with God but still rebelling against Him. The same thing with my father. I loved my dad. Mm -hmm. But I rebelled against His rule and mm -hmm. His laws because I felt like it was unfair. You know, 
a friend of mine, I was talking to them about this topic today, and they said something powerful. I said, I asked, oh, do you think Leandre was meant to be, you know, in these roles? She's like, I believe it was called, but not cultivated. Yeah. You know, called, but not enough time to be cultivated right. into the position that she was supposed to be in. And so, a lot of times with these artists and with people in leadership roles, they're placed there, like you said earlier. We put them there because it's like we see the calling. Mm-hmm. But it's like they haven't been cultivated for it. Right. So now I'm rebelling against you because it feels like I, I didn't get to live prior to this being called. And the th the backstory with Leandra is is that she's a PK kid. Yeah. Her mother and her father was pastors, and um, she's also so she's been in the church all her life. And um, Faith, you can speak on that PK. That you know that if your life is centered around ministry. And things of the spirit, you you your insight is definitely going to be differently um, than most people because you see the good mm -hmm. and usually a lot of the yeah. bad. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what she went through could be centered around that. Like I saw the good, and I can see y'all phony and faking because she yeah. speaks about that often. Y'all yeah. yeah. faking. Yeah. Because she saw the good and she saw the bad and she knows that hey, what y'all doing ain't what up was up. Right. I, I think it's more of the the mirror type of situation. Um she see it and then what happens when you become what you didn't like? Mm. That's absolutely because you, you because you a PK and you see it and I'm gonna be a better Christian than all of them. Right? This is not how it's supposed to be done. I raised up, you know, I'm raised up in the church. And so God, when you prepare me and you put me in position, I'm gonna make sure I do everything that they didn't do. You know, I'm not gonna do what I saw them do. I'm not gonna be fake. I'm gonna be right. a I'm gonna be real. Christian. Yeah. And then you really step in it and you realize well, hey, I'm not as perfect of a Christian as oh, I yeah. thought I was. There's no such thing as, as, as that thing. You know, but you in your mind, you're not telling yourself you're going to be a perfect Christian. You're saying, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do it And then you right step now. into it with a lot of, um, I ain't going to say experience, because it's really a lack of experience. Uh -huh. You step in it with a different mind state because you've seen so much, but no experience. So when you get in it and you find yourself almost in the same shoes of them same people you said you was going to be better than, it's like, you know what? This ain't what I thought it was. So rather than expose myself, I bash it all day. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think to extend a little grace to my sister, um, from, from being Absolutely. a, a yeah. future's kid, there's a lot of pressure that goes into that position. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're not allowed, and I don't say you're not, but overall it's like you're told you have to act a certain way. People are looking for you to to carry yourself in a certain way. You're not allowed to mess up. My kid can, but you can't because of who you are. Right. You're given no breaks at all. Absolutely. And when it's, it's pressure. Mm -hmm. And it gets to a point where you get tired and you, you kind of suffer in silence to a degree because it's not so much it can be where you're trying to be better than them because that, that can't happen. No, that I'm, definitely yeah, can't happen. Myself, oh, that definitely can happen. But yeah, sometimes yeah. it's you being who you think you who you think they need you to be. Exactly. Because yeah, so many eyes are on you. That not knowing sense. that when I'm done and I'm off the stage and I go home, I got so many demons I'm fighting, but yeah. I can't talk about it because y'all have made me the standard. Yeah. And one day you may snap and break yeah. and be like, you know, and that's why I think she got to her F church. F people stage because she like I'm tired of faking it mm. and unfortunately sometimes we don't find that good middle where we try to get healthy we go from zero to sixty and completely wild out mm. you know so thirty five and look wild that right there no, I think she, she may just be tired because you, you start resent we talked that before you start resenting the anointing that's mm -hmm. on your life wow. because you know the anointing causes you it, it causes you to act in a certain way when you were doing the opening I thought about um Samson. And how because of who he was a Nazarite, was it? Mm -hmm. Tell me folks. Okay, great. And there were certain things he could not do. Right. You know, he, yeah. couldn't cut his hair, couldn't drink, couldn't, drink couldn't touch dead things. Mm -hmm. The pressure of that is from when he was in the womb, from growing up, you can't do what everybody else do. Yeah, that's pressure. You know, and then what did he end up doing? Wilding out. Oh. To the point where he didn't even, he got, 
and then this may come later in what you're saying, but my, my mindset just went there. Like he was so used to being able to operate in the anointing that he had, he didn't even realize when it had left him. Mm. Mm. And maybe some parts of why she's talking as much as she's talking and still feeling like she's okay with saying what she says, she may not even realize that that has left her. Yes, and sir. what we're seeing now is that covering ain't there no more. Mm -hmm. You know, she can't hide behind it. No That's more. it. That's good. Okay, so are we truly caring for people? Are we using them for their anointing for our ministries? Course. Yes. <laughs> Look, of course. Yeah. Come on, man. I need that oil. I don't care about your life, man. Right. Preach this word to me. Get me out of my slump. I'm depressed. Use all your energy to get me out of my slump. And now I'm better. I'm not checking on you. I'm good. Mm -hmm. All right, Pastor. Mm -hmm. All right, man of God. I'm going to God. Mm -hmm. I'm good to go. Now, man, of course. Yeah. And the thing, the problem is, we let them. You, we, we let people take from us because I'm speaking we're all anointed here we're all in ministry in some way shape or form so people pull from us all the time and we let them because we believe that's what we're supposed to do uh -huh. instead of funneling God to them we funnel us to them because what God has given us we believe that's for everybody and it's not really for everybody um, and even with Jesus you saw it when Jesus was going to do healing, you know, he was like, I'm coming, I'm gonna heal your daughter. He's walking, and then someone touches his hand, it's like, hey, who touched me? Because that was made for somebody else. You know, now Jesus got, you know, unlimited, you know, just yeah. like we can pull the unlimited as well, but there's a lot to it, man. And, but even um, he replenished. Uh -huh. Yeah. Even I think a lot of reasons why we let them, and this is just my opinion, is because of the backlash that you get when you say, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I just can't give any more. Mm -hmm. Then it's, well, Jesus kept going, and mm -hmm. they gonna find a million scriptures on why you should keep pressing. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, is, I'm not saying give up your gift. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying give up on God. But at the same time, you may need the rest. Right. You may need to step down. Yeah. You may need to replenish. Like you said, Jesus had his moments where he replenished. So I think that's why we just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And continue to suppress what it is that's I really agree. wrong. That's because true. it's that's like, if, true. I don't, if I if you don't go, oh, you're damned. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Who is me? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm taking, I'm taking that on. I've been in the, and I can be transparent. Even with the label and everything, I get to a place sometimes, and I've only gotten here twice. But I get to this so low place, um, you know. People be telling me, "Man, but you're doing. Look at, look at all what God is doing." And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "I'm really getting. <laughs> forget all of this. All I'm gonna do is just like climb in a hole somewhere yeah. and not even be here because it's like." All I'm thinking about is I have no choice. Like I am a prisoner to this. Like if I don't get up and do this, all these people are counting. I think, and I can't imagine mega churches. I can't imagine the bigger level. But it happens right. on local level as well. But I'm like, if I was a TDJs, I couldn't imagine waking up with that mindset, knowing that if I don't go to church, if I don't do this today, all those people were counting on me. Right. And I couldn't imagine that weight. That is so, an extremely heavy weight. Like, yeah. I seriously, like, just had that conversation with my mom. And I'm like, in the midst of everything that I'm dealing with, like, I know that people are depending on me, keep going, but I'm like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, in, in all of everything, I'm just tired. And I'm like, I have to, I'm like, if I can't be transparent with anybody else, I literally go to God and I'm like, God, I know what you expect. But in this moment of realness, I'm tired. Yeah, exhausted. At um, the church I attend, one of our pastors' wives passed away. They had her funeral service on Wednesday. Um, and I, I was at work. I got to watch a little bit of it. They streamed it. And he's one of the, he's so smart. Like, as far as, like, the Bible, he's so, so smart. People's all, he has such a heart for helping the community and stuff like that. And I watched this man, four boys are left behind, lost their mama that she had, um, I think it was MS. And so she was just, it's been years of her fighting, you know? And so he's running around with the boys and he's a mentor over here and he's coaching here and he's pastoring here. And this is the day that his wife has passed away and we're celebrating her life. And he still is standing up there 
giving a word of comfort to everybody else. And afterwards, it's standing in front of her casket, shaking hands and hugging people and wiping their tears. And I'm, my, my friend, was she was at the service and she just called me last night. She was like, for the first time, because she works with them, she said, for the first time I looked at him and I thought about, have I asked him, was he okay enough wow. in the past? Wow. She said, I've passed him so many times at work and he's encouraging me. Have I ever had said, how are right. you today? And that right. moment made her think about it. Like, you know, so we, we don't extend that enough. No. But I got a question. I'm going to be you for a second. Do we give off the aura of we're superhuman? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Me, like, that's what told me. Man, you do, you do everything. You yeah. never say it. You always smiling. You always excited. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. But, you know, but it's like when you come around, I, how dare me not? It's almost like I tell myself, I got to be on all the all time. The time. Mm -hmm. I can't never be off because if I'm off, then I'm going to cause you to stumble. Uh, that, that's how I think. Oh, yeah. Immediately. You could be the strongest Christian, you could be a pastor. And I'm like, if I'm off, you're going to stumble. Right. So I got to be on. You set an unrealistic mm -hmm. expectation on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's, and we that's hold ourselves prisoner yeah. to yeah. love what well, God ain't even intended for us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like God is looking at me like, girl, no, that ain't what I said. <laughs> I'm like, because I do the same thing. Yeah. But uh, Pastor Tori Roberts wrote a book, uh, something homeless, I can't think of it right now. But he had one line in there and it stuck with me so much. Just one little line. It's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. for me in that moment, I literally bust out crying off of that because I don't feel like it's okay sometimes. It's real, you know. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's whose fault is it then? Yeah. Is it ours for letting them? You know, it to an extent it is. Um, it is because we can uh, we can give ourselves to a, a a position of of where we're drained and we don't say you know what no. A lot of times we don't say no enough. Yeah. You know what? I think because we was told no so much. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I started thinking about why am I a superhero? It's because no one was for me. Right. And so it's like, right. you know, man. Yeah. See, this this right. it's kind of going deeper for me because I think back to when I was a younger man and I would bring Keon to my house. I mean, I was battling stuff as a young teenager. Right. He was even younger. Maybe not even in his teens yet. And I would pour into him, you know, because I was like, man, he don't have no one doing that. Right. I, I didn't I did have that. Yeah. So I want to be there for them. But I want to be good. I want to be like, you feed your food and mm -hmm. have fun. But when they left, I was extremely drained. Right. Yeah. But I had to get up and do it the next day. And it's like, you do that so much. And it's just like, man. But I know I was told no so much and I was told I couldn't depend on people so much. So I never want to be the person you can't depend on. Right. You know, and when I fail, I always, I don't tell nobody this, so it's for the podcast. <laughs> but when I when I don't show, like, I was supposed to do an email the other day to everybody, right? Shame, 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 shame. I literally sat in the, my room for 30 minutes and was like this. I was dead, depressed. I was sad. I was like, I didn't send an email. Ava wanted me to send an email. And I didn't send an email. <laughs> I know it's all, it's all funny. But that's how deep it goes. Because I'm like, I let her down. Right. Ah, she needed me to do something. I let her down. And, but at the same token, I have to still wake up in the morning and say, today's a new day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go. That's you know, and, and it's just like, so I reboot every day. Yeah. That's one thing I've always tell people. If I'm depressed right now, give me to tomorrow. Because yeah. something happens, you know, to the mercies may new every day. I would just wake up like, now that been a couple times. Like, I still was like, F the world. F you, F you, But. Oh, middle finger. What do you got? What do you But, um. But yeah, it's 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 I heard know so much as a young person. Yeah. So yeah. Finding the balance in that though, because that's yeah. what makes you so relevant is because mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. I told somebody yesterday actually, I was like, the most heartbroken people are the ones that fight the hardest for others. Because mm -hmm. you know what it feels like, but yeah. to find the balance in it. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's that's hard to find that because oh, yeah. me, I wasn't a PK per se. But close enough. <laughs> my grandmother's a pastor. My dad's all day minister. My mom's all day minister. So I saw ministry like this, like, and of course, you know, same story, running mm -hmm. from it, all that kind of stuff. But when I finally stepped into it, it was like, uh, this is your life now, and mm -hmm. 
if you don't make it your life, God is gonna be extremely mad with you. Yep. Like, don't put nothing. Like, don't not go to your child's baseball game. You be like, it was on some like. It's that important. It gets that serious. Mm -hmm. Like, your wife got to hang there, send her to the hospital, but you're going to be at the church. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like that type of stuff. And I wouldn't, and that's how I was trained. So, when I was going through my divorce, my mindset was, I'll just work myself through it. Yeah. I'll pray for mm -hmm. everybody. I'll make sure I'm there for everybody. Save other I'll make sure marriages. I'll save every people, everybody else's marriage. Mm -hmm. While minds crumble up and while minds turn apart, and I had a sense of pride in that. And it helped me keep going to wow. one day I had to sit in there and was like, had to deal with I'm told the hell up right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it took somebody, yeah. took somebody to tell me, God will not fix what you won't admit is broken, bro. Like, yeah. you tow up and you trying to help everybody else. And the crazy part is, I was effective. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. I was extreme, so it was messing me up. Cause I was like, oh yeah, the day I think I prayed for like twelve people today, I'm good. Look, go the prophecy showing up. You know what I'm saying? God is losing me, but at night I'm like, yeah, I'm told up because we don't understand that the anointing is is Him working through you, but you still have a natural, yeah. you still have a soul, you still have emotions. So even though God is working through you, yeah. you still have to deal with the things that hurt and. And destroy mm -hmm. him. My mindset was I was pleasing down and whoop yeah. you and spank right. you at night, and you come home and you like I can't do this anymore. But you wake up that morning and someone texts you, be like, "Bro, I need your help." You can you speak it turns word on. and anointing and deliberate to them, but they don't know what you just fought just to send out their text. A lot of times, man, I get so upset at people. <laughs> I get upset at people because, you know, they say I'm getting everything sent my way. And it's like, man, you don't know what it took mm -hmm. just for me to respond back to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, and so what I've learned to do is value. Um, value people time but also realize that man a lot of times they don't know like i've, I've learned to I, I talk about honor a lot because i don't know what's happening from your standpoint so for you to just do anything for me i honor that because i don't know the extent in which it took for you to do that mm -hmm. i don't know what you had to battle to do that you know what I'm saying? That's the way you're thinking that's about it. That's, that's real. That's so I honor the people, honor people just on the basis of, man, I don't know where you were. I don't know what position you were in just to respond back to me or to get back at me. So I thank you for that. I really do appreciate it for that. And I know it, it takes people off guard a lot of times. They're like, man, you just, you know, you just, <laughs> I just send you this. Yeah, and man. I don't know your position, bro. You know, so I appreciate it. So. <laughs> yeah, you better move on because I was about to go on the hold up. Hold up, man. Let me tell y'all something. Okay, so I do have a question. Have we created a culture in the black church where we have created jobs and not ministry? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Double yeah. Like, look, we set up positions for people and we say, hey, this is your job and it's no longer serving God. Just perform. Mm -hmm. Look, look, man. Mm -hmm. Perfect conversation from the same. I've been having this conversation for the last couple of days. You start thinking about pastor, musicians, let's say just take gospel artists. Gospel artists, some people believe gospel artists start churches purely because they need a stable check. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I can preach and I can, I can sing and I can bring the spirit in. I'm going to start me a church and that way I can have me a standard check mm -hmm. when nobody called me to preach, you know, come upon, call me to sing. But we started that basically with the whole going back even to the old Baptist church right. where, you know, the deacon board puts you in position. Mm -hmm. We're going to vote you in as a pastor. We're not really consulting God. It's more like a uh, you, you know, yeah. and because you fit what we want to speak. I've literally seen pastors get kicked out of churches because they preach holiness or they preach righteousness. Well, the deacon don't like that because he cheating with Sister Mary across the street. He don't want to hear about righteousness. Mm -hmm. Man, I need you to talk about tithes and all that. And don't talk about Sister Mary because I'm beating that up like Praise God. Oh, praise God. So, don't be ready. You just got to say it. So, I'm Stay real, all of So, you know, you have this scenario where you you.
put people in position. Yeah. We call it position. Right. Not ministry. Wow. But your position is to be this. Yeah. And it's like your salary is this. Your everything you do is connected to a job atmosphere. And because it ain't just it's not just a black church. It's church, it's church. Okay. entirely yeah, because what we've done is in the 21st century, church is no longer church. It's a brand, it's a it's a movement, it's a you know, we gotta market ourselves so that we can separate ourselves from every other church right. and make more members come. Is that in. necessarily a bad thing, though? But it's it's a part of business. Okay. And and so even with Jesus, I call it Jesus Christ Ministries, he was different. He had a treasurer. Mm -hmm. He did things differently. He branded himself differently as well. But he at the end of the day, his all-time goal for his brand was salvation people's yeah. was people's souls so if your brand is not well man we're, we're out here and we do this every week with the poor and yeah we need to be on tv because we do well that's not really jesus christ of nazareth ministries but if you're really out there doing it for god if your focus is to really change lives then that's cool but the problem i think we run into as a church in the 21st century is we're trying to compete and the problem with competition in God, in the church, when you go back to Acts and you saw the beginnings of the church, it really wasn't about competition. They were going house to house. And if I'm, I'm the church of Karef, we're not concerned with what's happening with the church in this, in this city or that city. We're, what's going on here? And what's the need here? Um, we got too many fish in one pond. I think that's the beginning of why we have these jobs and positions because we need you to be here 24-7 doing this job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now the fish in the, I, I like that. The fish, it's the fish in the pond, pond thing, the, what you just stated, is that that's based on a couple things. Mm -hmm. um, one, if I don't say something that you don't like, you leave and you establish your own. Correct. That's right. Um, that's why we got a church on every corner. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Establish your own. Um, so one, unity is what's missing then, right? Because mm -hmm. yeah. competition is creating division. Take, take Katana Mall. Somebody had a post. I don't know who it was. Uh, right, right, I think. He was like, man, what, what we could do with Katana Mall? I've always said to myself, man, we could take Katana Mall. And you got like three mega churches in that vicinity. They buy that. And they just make it one church. And they just have each pastor be a part, all co-pastoring. That would and take humility. <laughs> that's like, that, that's that what I'm saying. Never. But my, my thing is, <laughs> but why? why not? Though, right? Because in, my, in the back of my mind, you bring all the resources together to build up this one area in one community. You all co-pastors like the disciples did in their time until Jesus kind of forced them out. Um, and you build community. You build a mega bigger thing. I'm just saying, it just to me it doesn't make sense. No, I get I understand. I definitely I definitely agree with that. But that would take humility. Mm -hmm. That would take egos and pride to be removed mm -hmm. and, and 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 control that uh we love to cling to, that we we we, we love to say we serving, but we really love to be in control. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's, basically that's that would I've take seen. that would take you basically letting God do what he wants to do instead of ah, you doing what so you want. real church. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that part. <laughs> what we do is we love to say God gave me a vision. Yes he did. Oh, yeah. And this is my vision. Mm -hmm. And you know, your vision may not be my vision. So, so I'll, I'll use what I can't, I'm not gonna talk about I can't. I can't talk about it publicly. What we just talked about it in private, but the situation I had on the phone call yesterday, guy was like, "Your vision, my vision." He's like, "I'll just do this. I'll put a snippet of this." And I'm like, "No, don't put a snippet. Put the whole thing." I said, "Cause I don't care if they read it here or there." I want it read anyway, mm -hmm. you know? So it doesn't matter if, it, if it's here, there, everywhere. We had the same thing with yours. Like, let it be everywhere. I don't, cause it's, at the end of the day, it's kingdom. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you can still link back to this, to this, but it's kingdom. It's not about my thing growing, it's the kingdom growing. Um, but you don't have enough people like that. No, 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 cause that gonna yeah. take some humility and 
Mm-hmm. That pride being removed. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. That's another podcast. It's called the ego podcast. Oh. <laughs> have we put a hierarchy on gospel artists to make them feel they have to be flawless? To minister and sing. You, you better be living that night. Right. Because what I've heard growing up um, is that whatever, and to, to a degree, I, I, I understand what they're saying, but this is what you're told. Whatever's on that stage is not being projected to the whole congregation. So whatever spirit is up there, that's what's flowing now, is coming off of you and to, you yeah. know, to everybody. That pressure that, that we put on them, that you have to live this way, you have to, you know, we said, look. Girls get pregnant in the choir. Is, the, is that, um, down, is you know? that yeah. so? Here's my thing. I get that. I get that that you want them to walk in a certain standard, um, because ultimately they can be this stumbling block. Yeah. But how do we ensure we probably give grace to that person who's clearly anointed, but make sure they're equipped in that position? Like, what do we do there? How do we do that? How can we, because a lot of times we want them to be flawless and we, we put them in positions, setting them up to fail. Right. And once they fail, turn then we turn that back. Wow. But how can we ensure that they, that we're sending grace to someone we clearly know is anointed to set them up to stay in leadership properly? Where does leaders go to get led? All right. So I've, I've asked this question a lot. The worship leader that work that leads worship fifty two times a year, you know, every Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Where does that person go to get replenished? If they're leading you into worship, where are they going so that they can worship and be, you know, going to God's presence without? And a lot of people say, "Well, then they go home." No, I'm talking about the atmosphere conducive for worship, right? Um, I think about your pastor. He always takes some way he gets away. And replenishes himself to come back to give back to the people, right? Mm-hmm. I, I started thinking when you, when you just the whole mindset of the hierarchy that we put them in, and then asking them to do a job that they're not cultivated to do. It's like we're not giving people the tools, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think what I like about I've heard from Healing Place mm-hmm. um, and other churches they have a. a a program before you even get on the stage and minister, you have to go through a couple of weeks of a specific training on cultivating your gift and using it on stage and and the presence you put out in. And they do a lot, and you don't just go up. Like I said, they don't allow you to go up there until you've gone through this process. Right. And I think that needs to be happening. That needs to happen everywhere because if you come to my church, the way you sing at your church. It's not how we sing in mind. Right. So you need to be taught and you know pushed in. But the problem you you said about the pastors is the same thing about gospel artists. We tell them how anointed they are. Right. Oh my God, when you sung, I feel heaven come down. <laughs> Ava, when you do your poetry, I hear the voice <laughs> of God. <laughs> right. And so we pump them up. And we get to a place and like, man, a lot of these people don't even go to church. Right. They, we, we pull on these people so much, come to my church, come to my church, come to my church to minister. They're not even getting an opportunity to get a word because they got to fly out to the next right. place. And it was the most, most shocking thing. I think Lecrae or someone was asked, you go to church on Sunday? He's like, nah, man, I'm always traveling. You're like, wait a minute. You're a gospel artist. He's like, yeah, but, you know, the most of the time I'm being called is to on a Sunday. You know, and so we don't give them an opportunity to to sit down under the word. That's why I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate my pastor for following me and being like, nah, before you go out there and do this full time, like he's recently given me the license to be like, all right, rapture, it is time to go. Mm. But for 10 years, he's like, it's not, it's not time. You know, it's not time. It's not time because he wanted to cultivate something. He wanted to make sure something was there that was deeply rooted. And I don't think a lot of these artists, they're starting at 17, 18. You ain't, they're not you, you're not even, you, you don't know. But a lot of the issues, a lot like what Healing Plates, Tim Healing Plates, it's, they do do a lot of, before you touch a mic, you go yeah. through a lot of trainings and they track your trainings, right? Because most of the interns, they're in their full-time Bible college and they have different classes that teach leadership, um, like creative this, that. So, and 
that for them, you can't have a job yeah. and be a part of the training. Your job is the training for two years. And then they put these people in these departments. But everybody doesn't have those types of resources either. Because yeah. right. a lot of the churches is where they can, they'll have three different services. And they got three different groups of bands that's playing at different campuses. Some of us ain't got that. Right. You know? yeah. So we, we're having this one person that has to do it every single Sunday. And so we, we do use them too much but i think yeah. it's so important that that stuff should be planned just like with a, a job because why we look like there's certain expectations you have on your nine to five that we don't place in in a ministry like yeah, you get paid time off you get paid time off you get scheduled vacations mm -hmm. um there's a 90-day probationary period before right. you get full benefits mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch That's what real. you do for these days yeah i've been in some places people come in i used to do um a lot of stuff with the drama team and people would want to come in and I want to be in a play. I'm like, cool. And because they wanted to feel, you know, the people in the play, they was like, oh, give him a part. I don't even know how he lived first. Let, yeah. let, let's see if he come to church for the next. I used to tell him, like, let's do 90 days. See if he's here. Then if he come, I'll give him a part of the play. But because you got to look out for people who's just coming for opportunities. Of too. course. Right. You know, oh, yeah. You have to look out for that. And then we put them in position. And then you wonder mm. why. They going off and saying things oh, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. You're like, well, you didn't do, you didn't do your background. You didn't do your background. But that, yeah. I think that's true. You need, we should be sending our worship leaders to these Tasha Cobb conferences yeah. and let them yeah. get an opportunity yeah. to, to be poured back into because yeah. we're always poured from them. Um, I think that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a really good thing. We gotta invest in in them as. As they pour into yeah. us, right. we're not willing to invest into their anointing. I'm a, I'm a, and that's cultivating. I'm gonna say something, Steph. I saw this wonderful YouTube clip of a pastor preaching, and he was talking about how the artists, like the musicians, the drummers, the choir, if you really want to take it biblical, they're Levitical. So they really shouldn't have to do nothing else. If this was the, if you really want to go pure, if the church really wants to take it to that level, then the only thing they should have to do is sing yeah that's drum yeah. and play piano you shouldn't have to do no other secular job absolutely I agree and, with that. and so i agree with it too but i'm like of course once again the resources then you get people um, that they ain't doing that and you got it yeah yeah mind. like because we won't and this is the thing if i'm paying you 50 grand a year to just sing in a choir you're one of 10 people or 20 people then i'm gonna be like well you know that church every day you know we start thinking well what are you doing to earn this but levitically that's all they're supposed to do. Right. If you really want to just use them all the time, then in that case, I might be like, "Hey, man, this would you." This would I you mean, even do. if I mean, just the kingdom of God. Yeah. Kingdom of God itself has the, the system of government in place where it's common wealth that everybody should be doing that. It's in the kingdom. It, it should be the church itself should be this community that's of. Uh, displaying and streaming to everybody in that body exactly. we shouldn't yeah. even be working honestly right. we should be in this community that be that equips each other pay each other supply each other right. point to each other td jakes i think is i think the famous story from td jakes is his previous church before he became big he told him hey i'm moving to texas right and i think out of all the people he had I think it was like 200 people followed him yeah and those 200 people now facilitate the politics. Like his staff. And stuff. Yeah, and basically they're, and it's cool because it's, it's, it's like legacy. So basically he told them, because you left everything to follow what God was telling me, you're, you don't no longer work, you know, your cars you drive are the property of the church. You don't have to worry about car notes. The place you live is property of the church. You don't worry about that. T.D. Jakes, the person with the mega church, did all that for 200 people? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and their family. And so it's, it's, it's pulling. So this is what he did. He's smart. So I got to say that. Now, the grandma who might pass away, if that same opportunity passes down to the to the daughters and to the grandchildren to work the ministry. So it's almost like you said, it's a community right. that he built it's off of his true believers who believed yeah. in the vision. And he started to establish that in, in Dallas now. Like when you go to the Potter House, in that whole area, he owns it. He started to employ many people, but they all are at his church. Mm -hmm. At his church, at and his it makes church. a difference with the commitment level, the uh, the honoring level. Correct. I'll say that one thing with even with my dad in ministry, growing up in there, because he had uh, 
pretty big full-time staff they and they were full-time ministry and it talking about like we should be the ones in the community he had a cleaners he had a bank at mm. one time Come because on. that was his thought process he right. had something called marketplace they did every year where if you were like a a black owned business you got to come and set up for free under there and they y'all did you know trade and sold product and you got your name out because he believed in that same thing and it worked like the stuff was so successful for a while with that because i'm pouring into you i'm taking care of this so your focus can be here right but then equipping more to be able to do what you do as well because you still need time because the the power that's exerted y'all know when you in ministry and you preaching or singing Praying for folks, you're tired. Oh, yeah. That's exhausting. And you need time to go off. So, But all that's in place when people are taking the time out to be realistic with these are people, these are lives, these are families. Right. And I want you here for the long haul. Yep. You know, not just because I need to look good to build up my church this year. Right. So I'm on the dream. Right. I care about your right. family. I care about your well-being. Right. And I'm pouring into you financially and everything. Everything. That is... That, that, that is you don't feel abandoned by it. Right. Ain't much of that no more, Jesus. Bro. It's not. I pray. They have it. It's not a lot. in that so room. <laughs> it's not like he's but done. But they definitely have it. Um, My last question here. Does the church allow believers to tell the truth and still love them hmm. or force them to hide behind their anointing? Mm. Come on, you know I am. <laughs> I can't tell you the truth, man. <laughs> because can you take the truth? I don't think a most. I don't think religious people can take the truth. I, mm. I, I don't think people with a found foundation in Jesus can take this truth. I don't. I I think that they uh, because. An intimacy level with somebody means that you become transparent with that person. Mm -hmm. You start revealing deep, dark things that's inside of you, that's hurting and battling you. And God, Jesus will, man, he will, even if you, even if you don't know, he will start pulling stuff from you. You didn't even know that was there. Yeah. Like he would start touching parts of you. You'd be like, man, I didn't know that even hurt. Yeah. Right. I didn't even know that was even an issue. Right. Yeah. My Lord. You know what I'm saying? So it will. he will force you to become transparent with him if you go deeper in him. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't want to go deeper though. We just want, Miles Monroe put it this way, fire insurance. As long as we good from hell, like, I was talking to this person this whole entire week. I was talking to this young lady, and she was like, I don't got to go to church. I don't got to go to church. I'm, I, don't, I don't have to go to church to be saved. I'm just good. And I'm just thinking to myself, you just, wanna, you just want fire insurance. But there is a benefit for going to the church. There's benefits. For, because, and the benefit is being getting more intimate with Jesus. How can you, how can you grow and how can you grow and not go to church? And her response back was, I can watch sermons. And to an extent, you can watch sermons. Absolutely. But there's a something with serving, baby. That's, that's, what, that's what you don't understand. That's something with serving. I'm going to get in that conversation right now. Y'all don't date before, right? Absolutely. Okay, let me ask you something. Hey, okay, I'm going to ask you first. Mm -hmm. All right, you get your man, right? He like, man, I'm gonna come to your crib. Mm -hmm. Go come to my crib, yeah, yeah. Okay, you don't know, okay, you don't know, come to the crib. Okay. <laughs> All right, but after a while, you gonna wanna go to his. Right. It's not always one-sided. Right. So you didn't tell me in your romanticness with Jesus, Keon, <laughs> you only want him to come to your house? That's so good. And you That's never so go good. to see him at his. Making me feel like the side chick, though. Who you have? Yeah, it's like, so what's really, so you don't want to come show in public. Yeah. Right. You don't want to come out in public and see, and come see me yeah. in my crib. Right. I'm coming to yours all the time. Mm -hmm. For a season, that's fine. But it's time for you to come over here. Right. So you need a little more enemies. I want right. to cook for you, baby. Right. <laughs> I want to do something a little different for you. Right. So, so I'm saying so. That's how I kill that conversation. Right. Yeah. All right. So you never want to go see him in his house. Well, every house is his house. Anyway, so <laughs> like I was saying, your house is not conducive 
for what God wants to do in all cases, not in, not in all cases. Um, you need to go to his house right. because it's a, it's a relationship. Right. You give a little, I give a little. It's a relationship. That is so good. Ain't it good? Because I've told someone that they live and it was okay. like, wow. I said, cause would you want someone to, would you want someone to, uh you only go to so they only come to your house and you they like or you only go to their house, but you never they never come to yours? Mm -hmm. Like my thing is this there's something missing. Right. There's an element that's not there. There's, and there's there's an element it's just missing. the fellowship of yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you're you're, you're, you're missing looking at it from a perspective. If yeah. that perspective is I'm saved, then okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you miss the intimacy. That's you amazing. miss the value will come to my There's something extra and that's in the heart of our relationship <laughs> will never go deeper because you have halted progress. Right? My house is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man! You can you can come and this is the cool thing about Jesus. You can go to my house in every state, every country, all around the world. Just that's it. You can see me everywhere. Yeah. I don't come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> you got other stuff in your house. Yeah. Right? Your I don't house. agree with everything in your house. I don't come to all the time. Yeah, all right. I'm come to my house. Okay, I got a gift for you in my house. Anyway. <laughs> This this has been the Breath of Fresh Air podcast where we ain't coming to your house. Hey, hey man. We ain't coming. We ain't coming. <laughs> this is your boy, you. Man, y'all know who this is. Ooh, we, we know. Y'all know who the boy is. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Well, I can turn the R&B off. Look, man, you know what I'm saying? Come, come to Jesus' house. You know what I'm saying? You got hey, to he got some real special cooking for you in the oven of the Lord. It's your heavenly host. Oh man. It's his name. I'll be outside the house watering the grass. Oh man, this is April. That's all I And we holler at y'all.